Welcome to the Just What I Needed to Hear podcast with Yoga Farm Ithaca, where we teach you how to live the principles of yoga both on your mat and off the mat in the living curriculum of your precious life. Um, I can share a link here to a previously recorded um, class that I taught in the spring of 2020. Uh, where of course I talk about a lot of the things that were um, on my mind and heart and certainly moving through the global yoga community at that time. Um, and so that video stays up and is public so that people know uh, where we stand as an organization and I don't speak for other people. And so certainly where I stand, um, you know, I, I, struggle a lot in most yoga communities because of this idea that yogic practices mean neutrality or mean um, to, you know, look beyond the duality. And I don't believe necessarily that we can operate in this day and age in this world in a hundred percent non-dualistic way of thinking. Um, in, in my way of operating, there absolutely is justice and there is injustice. And I can see where, sure, we can zoom out and look at things from a bigger perspective and we can trust in the energy of the universe. And I, uh, and I do think that we have responsibility as human beings and that if we're going to call ourselves warriors then it's important to examine what we warrior for and how to um, balance that showing up for justice, showing up for you know real equity, understanding what the word diversity even means and how to celebrate it and recognize that this is, this is how we create a tapestry of the world. This is how we create a tapestry um, in a yoga community. And I follow a lot of the work and read pretty much everything uh, that I can by um, Rev Angel Kyoto Williams um, and reference a lot of the work that her organization does and that they do in the context of racial justice in spiritual communities, as well as justice and acknowledgement and space for the queer community as well. Um, yoga spaces are notoriously uh, privileged, white, upper middle class or upper class. And I encourage all students, um, you know, with that open mind and heart to, and I say this about any space that you step into, but as yoga instructors, people in these trainings, when you step into a yoga place, I want students to have the inquiry around who is not present. Who is not present here? And are they not present because there are elements that feel unwelcoming? Are they not present because there are 75 stairs you have to climb up in order to get to that studio? And so it's inaccessible in that way. Are they not present because there are economic barriers that prevent people from being there? And continuously asking ourselves, these questions and being in the open inquiry around it, because that's the only place that we can land on what we're going to do about these things. Um, I really, really love, and I think I have it right here on my, um, 
my bookshelf. Uh, Sonia Roberts wrote an incredible book called White Ally that I recommend, uh, you know, anyone who's in the yoga community and um, is a person that is white to read because she speaks so specifically about what this looks like in the yoga community and where there are consistent missteps over and over and over again and how microaggressions become macroaggressions become unsafe uh, space. And we will continue to see that trend where there isn't appropriate representation in yoga environments. And we've all, you know, I, I like to bring people into that space of the shared experience of it all, which is, I think that most people can ground in a moment in time that you have maybe stepped into an environment and you've looked around and you've been like, whoa, I don't know if I belong here. You know, I am underdressed. I don't have the right fill in the blank to fit in here. Um, and what it feels like to be in that position and what it feels like to, to step into that environment and how quickly our triggers rise up in that, anything that is still alive very much in our tissues and how quickly we want to exit those environments. And so how many students, how many people, how many practitioners are we losing because they walk into a yoga space and it is so clear to them that they are having the experience that they don't belong in the space. And it can be subtle things. You know, I, I, um, I have a distinct memory of showing up at a yoga and bar studio and everyone in the studio had was head to toe in black Lululemon and had on these fancy little bar shoes. They're like little like sock slipper things. I was like, I don't know what the fuck those are. Like, no, nobody is welcoming, welcoming me into the space. And I'm just like, oh, I don't think I belong here. And I left. And there probably were really lovely people and lovely lessons and lovely classes. And in that moment, it felt like such separateness and uh, a lack of welcoming that I missed out on that because there wasn't the, the two or three steps that could have been taken for someone to arrive in a bit more comfort, you know, and, and that's a, a nothing experience on this, on the spectrum of what can happen and have people think in a moment that this isn't a safe space for them, or this isn't a sanctuary for them. And this certainly can't be a place of spiritual growth because to be in a growth state, there has to be a level of groundedness, connection, and security within that community. Um, I don't mince any words. I've lost students because of this and I'm okay with that, that, uh, you know, I don't believe that yoga and social justice can ever be separate. Um, it doesn't work in any context in my brain that I have heard people talk about that separation. It sounds to me a lot like spiritual bypassing and, um, that isn't a world that I want to live in or a place that I want to teach from. So we continue to have the conversations and they do get heated and difficult many, many times. The lecture that I gave um, a couple of years ago now, 
created a lot of reactivity within the yoga community. And I, it, I think it took up one lecture, I think took, uh, seven days of pretty heavy one-on-one, um, back and forths with a particular student, uh, because their response and reaction to my lecture were, was also very triggering language that reverberated throughout the community. Um, and I, and I had to address and I get to, I get to address it. And I think that that is ultimately, you know, for, for people who are in the space, the yoga space that are privileged white women who present the way that I present, it's even more important to be the like time out, like, you know, this isn't, how we're going to operate in this space, certainly not how we're going to operate here in the yoga farm community. And if you're feeling poked and provoked by some of the things that I'm saying, then this is a great place for examination. This is a great place for deeper inquiry. Um, and ultimately to recognize that, uh, you know, yoga means union. So if one person is suffering, then we're all suffering. If one person is oppressed, we're all oppressed. If one person's child is in danger, and I'll say this until the day that I die, my child is in danger and I will act and respond accordingly. So this idea that like we can step into the space of neutrality and be in our non-dualistic world, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It can be, and I don't have any time for that shit because it, again, it just continues to sound like spiritual bypassing for me. And I think if we're, if we're really longing for enlightenment as a humanity, then we have to understand that that, like that magic key doesn't show up until we can recognize that everyone deserves the opportunity to have that access. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have these practices in their lives. And we want to learn from people we resonate with. Like, you know, this, this is true in so many different environments and so many different schools in the world. You know, like I remember I was in my mid twenties. And again, this is kind of an innocuous uh, example. It's not a triggering example. And I read Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul or something, right? promptly made it through like chapter four and through that fucking book across the room. I was like, Oh, Mr. Untethered soul. Like, sure. You haven't been breastfeeding for seven years. Like you didn't get pregnant at 16 years old. Like I don't, I can't relate to anything that this man is saying. So it makes it really hard for me to pick up what he's putting down. And I, and there's nothing against Michael Singer, I just couldn't resonate with his, with his path. I couldn't see myself in that path. And this is why it's important that there are teachers that represent all walks of life, all paths, all demographics, all backgrounds, so that the students that are waiting for you have access to you. They don't want to hear this shit from me. And that's okay. I didn't want to hear it from Michael Singer. And we want to find the people that we resonate with. And it's still going to be an uphill battle as long as every single yoga teacher looks the same and sounds the same and wears the same thing. And the studios look the same. There isn't a greater gift in this world than to find teachers that you have affinity with and that you feel safe with. And when we get to be those teachers, 
it's like, oh, you know, it, I think that it undoes some, some, maybe not all, but some of the trauma that has been endured in our lives being surrounded by teachers that we couldn't resonate with. And, um, and this is how we change the face of yoga. This is how we change the communities of yoga. And, and I say this too about the patriarchal elements that are involved in, in so many yoga schools and uh, really intense, not so sacred masculinity, but some toxic masculinity that belongs uh, anywhere, but uh, yoga community. Um, and so it, it's just these little steps. And, and our students find us and they have that like sigh of relief. And it's also totally normal. Like I, I just wanna affirm that it's, it's not uncommon to step into a yoga space and to quickly be like, oh, what did I, you like, I don't know. I don't know if I, there's gonna be, you, it's like you feel that there's healing that is about to happen. And am I in a safe enough space to actually allow this healing to move forward and to want to like promptly extract yourself from that is uh, com completely understandable.